Michael Swickert here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, it's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. So today, I'm going to talk about something 100 years ago took place, and it involved New Mexico. It was featured in a presidential order. The president, Calvin Coolidge. At that time, this that he was talking about was known as Carlsbad Cave. In a few years, it became Carlsbad Caverns National Park. In one of the paragraphs was this statement, whereas it appears that the public interest would be promoted by reserving this natural wonder as a national monument, together with as much land as may be needed for protection, not only of the known entrance, but such other entrances that may be found. Well, a little behind the scenes. One of the things that was going on a quarter century after the discovery of Carlsbad Cave was generally known that there was a valuable substance that people wanted to mine and sell. Now, you may be eating right now, so I'm going to be careful in describing what is so valuable. It's an organic substance, a byproduct of literally hundreds of thousands of bats over a very long period of time. The droppings of the bats was and is a sought-after fertilizer with a goodly amount of nitrogen, phosphate, and potassium, which plants really like. It was mined and sold for a few years, but this presidential order ended the mining, and therefore that which was scooped up was just put aside. And just so you know, there's 17 different species of bats at Carlsbad Now Caverns. What you see the most are Brazilian free-tailed bats, which, like all the other bats in the area, you know what they eat? They eat insects. Before I talk about the descent into the cave and all that, I'd like to alert you that the bats have a great show during certain months. Due to temperatures and insect migration, the bats also migrate south to Mexico in the winter. The bat flight program ends about now. Sorry, it's probably ended now. It runs from May to October, depending on weather and temperatures affecting the insect population. So if you're thinking of next summer, this is a good thing for you to, to consider. A couple of rules you must follow if you attend the bat flight program, because they will have a ranger talk about what's going on. No electronics are allowed because it actually can mess up the bat flight. Plus, at those times, it's kind of hard to get a good shot, so let the, let the professionals get that. Bats are in addition to the great views of the Carlsbad Caverns, but you may want to plan to see them. Now, Carlsbad Caverns is one of the wonders of New Mexico, one of the seven wonders, maybe a lot more, that is known for all over the world. It is a destination for tourists and adventure junkies all over the world. Walk down into another world. Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth was filmed there, if you, that's a 1950s movie. Consider this. At one time, it had only been seen, certainly by a few people, maybe some Native Americans and a cowboy or two, but the story of this very large cave system really was not known anywhere. Now, 
I was just telling you about the plume of bats flying out at sunset from the Carlsbad Caverns, hundreds of thousands of them. You need to know that for more time than I can imagine, they've been doing it. They slept during the day and then at night zoomed out to feed on insects. One day they were observed leaving that entrance to Carlsbad Caverns. Something you can do. Let me introduce you to Jim White, because the widespread knowledge of Carlsbad Cave is on him and his curiosity. Michael Swickert here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. Hit subscribe if you'd like to get these. Cowboy Jim White was born in 1882, started in the cattle business early in life because he didn't like school. Imagine that. He worked from a ranch owned by John and Dan Lucas, west of town of Eddie, about 20 miles to the west. Eddie, the town, changed its name to Carlsbad. One day, Jim White was riding his horse over the area to find stray cattle, and he saw something that looked like, well, it could have been a fire, but it wasn't. In his own words, a hundred years ago, he described it as, maybe it looked like a volcano, but it wasn't. It was near dark, and he was supposed to head to the bunkhouse for dinner, but at age 15, he was curious. What was this place? And it turned out to be bats. Thousands and thousands of bats boiling right out of the ground, heading up into the sky. He looked at a large opening in the ground, which he said was the biggest and blackest hole he had ever seen, and the bats kept swarming out for quite a while. After a while, he made his way back to the ranch. He thought about it a couple days and then returned with some rope, wire, and a hatchet, which he used to carve a homemade ladder. Not me. You couldn't compel me to go down in that cavern. But he was 15 and just full of himself and very curious. Some years later, he, along with a journalist, wrote a booklet self-published in 1932 entitled Jim White's Own Story. That's how we have most of what he said about this. So he got a permit to sell the booklet down in the caverns. Don't know the price. It was sold there. Early on, he arranged a large bucket, and I mean really large. They drilled some holes, and they went down to get the bat guano so it could be sold as an excellent fertilizer. And after a little brushing of the insides of the bucket, it's bringing up guano, brush it out a little bit. Then Jim White transported a few tourists at a time, and it got to be more and more down to, the, to one of the levels with the magnificent scenes. The bat guano was sold for $90 a ton in 1910, 1911. That'd be about $3,000 in today's do dollars. Fruit tree growers and Californians really liked it. The gasoline-powered iron bucket on a winch could take several people at a time down to the main floor where lights were set up. After many years, in 1946, Jim White died. He was at age 63. Now, there's a bronze plaque at the visitor center, and I have seen it. It expresses things best, and here's what it says. James L. White, 1882 to 1946. Beginning in 1901, Jim White 
made the first known extensive explorations of the Carlsbad Caverns. He was chiefly responsible for bringing the attention of the public, scientific groups, and the federal government to the importance and significance of the caverns. Yes, that's true. Over the years, the improvements have been majestics. The trails and steps, wooden steps, with the intentions of people, millions of them over time, being able to walk around the area with just enough light to see the majesticness of the caverns. In 1931, an elevator shaft was blasted 754 feet from the surface to the main floor of the caverns. The elevator had two buttons, up and down, surface or the floor. No stops in between. By the 1960s, four elevators were all working, and it was the way most people made it back up to the surface. Then, in 19, or no, 2015, it happened. All four elevators broke at once, and everybody going down by foot, you know what? They had to come back up by foot. There was no coming up back up any other ways. And uh, for about six months, that's what they had. Those park rangers were in such great shape because a couple days uh, or a couple times a day, they went down and back up. Same with the vendors and, of course, the tourists. Happily, the elevators do work, but you must know that regardless of how hot it is outside, it is between 56 and 58 degrees in the caverns. So bring yourself some good shoes and a sweater. It may be hot outside, but no, you, you, need, uh, you need a sweater, that's for sure. Michael Swickard here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. You can hit subscribe to automatically get the podcast. We're celebrating Carlsbad Cave, the caverns, which hit the 100-year mark today, October 25th. The annual visitation is in the range of half a million people every year with a total visitation said to be about 44 million people. And hey, I was there in 56, I was six years old, and in 86, and then several times in the last few years, so I've been counted more than once in those 44 million visitors. Here's what you need to know if you're going to go to Carlsbad Caverns, and I think you should. It is a time and date reservation system that you have to have the correct time and date to be able to buy your tickets. The visitor center is the ticket counter, information area, gift shop, bookstore, and cafeteria from White City, which is on the main road, the Carlsbad to El Paso road. There's a paved entrance road about seven miles long. That's from the highway 62180 to the visitor center, paved. The National Park Service operates the information and ticket areas, exhibitions, the theater, the restrooms, and the drinking fountain. By the way, White City, <clears throat> it's not named for Jim White. It's actually named for another guy who operated stores. Let me just say, it is very nice and well worth the effort to go to Carlsbad Caverns. There are several large caves in the area, a total of 120 at the last count, but it's only the Carlsbad Caverns that are available for public touring. Some of the spelunkers can go in the others, but uh, for the rest of us, nope, we just go to Carlsbad Cavern. The big room is over eight acres in size. Can you think of that? Eight acres and uh, the readily accessible cave chamber 
It is the largest one in North America. And don't forget to consider waiting until near dark during the summer months and watching to see the several hundred thousand bats as they leave. <clears throat> I've dubbed Carlsbad Caverns on the Seven Wonders of New Mexico. Write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, to suggest other places in New Mexico that are wonders of New Mexico. I'd, I'd be interested to your thoughts. Michael Swickard, Enchanting People. Hit subscribe if you want to get these podcasts. Let me tell you about some products at the Fresh Chili Company that I find wonderful. One that always surprises people at my house is the green jalapeno salsa tequila, which gives a taste of Mexico and lots of flavor and kick. Uh, I love it. It's creamy and rich and spicy. You'll find it at thefreshchilico.com. Now, if we're just talking about having chili for eggs and other things, the Fresh Chili Company has mild green chili for people who like that chili flavor, but not too much heat. Special Reserve Machete Hatch Chopped Green Chili is only made with uh, chopped machete. And again, it's uh, below the normal heat level, but has a good flavor. We have a medium taste heat, Big Jim Special Reserve Veritol, which is made with Big Jim Chili. And I'm telling you, that's my favorite. Red and green, Big Jim. Medium heat, and it has all the flavor you would ever want. And hot, you want hot? We have a Veritol Matador Hatch Chili made with one inch thickly uh, sliced Sandia Select Chili. Matador is an extra hot green chili with above average heat taste. And uh, I think they're down to, they've got 500 jars of that. So if you're thinking of getting some hot chili, this is the time to do it. So friends, for the flavor of chili and just the right taste heat level, Check those three out and discover which one that it would be just right for the things that you like to eat. Michael Swickert here. This is Enchanting People of New Mexico. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. If you have something or especially someone you would like me to talk about in a future podcast, you can write to me, Michael at freshchilico.com. That's Michael at freshchilico.com. So I want you to have a great rest of your day. Oh yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good and more uh, Hatch chili is even better. Bye for now.